0: This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm J.D. Layton.
1: I'm Emily Moshek.
0: Only on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins.
1: And welcome to the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show here on KCSU Fort Collins. I am your host, Emily Moshak, and I am joined in studio today by my co-host...
0: Howdy, I'm J.D. Layton.
1: And our reporter... I'm
0: Maximus Hunter.
1: And our two very, very special guests today, Abby and Jenna, from the Department of Design and Merchandising. Hello, ladies. Thank you for coming in. Hi, yeah, thanks, thanks for having you.
2: us. And we
1: are here to talk about the CSU Fashion Show. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So yeah. first, it's on April 12th, correct? Yep, yes. this
3: Friday. All
1: right. And it out. is sold out, unfortunately, but yeah. we still have a lot of great details on all the hard work they put into the show, so yeah. we're excited to have you on. Sweet. So the show is called Exposure. Mm-hmm. How did X. you guys, Exposure with an X, yes. yes. How did you guys <laughs> come up with that name?
3: So actually how it works is um, after we finish the show the previous year, um, the class at the end picks the theme for the next year. So we had that theme chosen um, in the, at the end of the 2018 show, and now we've just kind of been working with it. Um, there's four directors who work through um, the whole fall, and then the, the rest of the class comes in in the spring and kind of starts putting in the work, I'd say. Very cool. So <laughs> yeah.
1: what what does the theme exposure mean to you guys? Um, I would say exposure, a lot of it
2: this year um, has meant just exposing the designers. So it's the senior designers, um, their hard work that they put into for all the years that they've been here. Um, and just kind of exposing that. And um, Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it can be interpreted
3: thing. by, I think that's a cool thing about yeah. exposure is it can be interpreted by a lot of different things like camera, like angles, lights, mm-hmm. um, which is cool to kind of embody th- like the stage and the set design. Um, it's incorporated in a lot of different ways.
0: Very yeah. cool. Yeah. What uh, What exactly can we expect in this show? I'm, I'm not really well versed with fashion shows, yeah. but I'm curious.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a really huge show. It's completely student run. Um, it's about a $25,000 um, show, but it's all... Uh, we start from zero dollars and then we fundraise all semester Um, we have a sponsorship committee that focuses directly on um, trying to work with sponsors get um, money pretty much to put the show on and we can use that in different aspects like um, really anything there's at the show there's a VIP reception as well so we're Part of those donations are going to go to um, silent auction items, and then the people who attend the VIP reception are going to be able to look at all that stuff, eat some snacks, um, and that's kind of targeted towards people who want the full experience, but it's also, um, we we offer tickets to our sponsors to that, so they are able to come, and so,
2: I don't know. Yeah, and we have some amazing sponsors this year. Um, There's New Belgium, um, OtterBox. Mm-hmm. Um, just some awesome sponsors that have really supported CSU
1: and um, our department as well. That's yeah. great. It's, yeah. cool. it's awesome to hear so many companies, you know, coming yeah. together, helping yeah. CSU out. So kind of along with sponsors in that vein, the proceeds are going to the Worth Global Style Network. What is that for people who don't know?
3: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that is... Uh, kind of a trend forecasting website Um, it's more geared towards fashion students but it it can be used by anyone which is really cool Um, I know uh, it's been great for us to kind of watch throughout our four years or however long you've been here to kind of see trends and how they're happening in the industry today and you can see them in fashion shows happening currently and Mm -hmm. just big other big brands um, and kind of how I don't know, it's, it's a cool, we, we actually utilize it quite a bit within our major, but.
2: It's like you can forecast, it's like the forecast for a couple years out, for what's going to be in the fall season, mm-hmm. the spring season, um, oh, okay. clothing-wise, and any student at CSU can use it, and oh, wow. we yeah. have to fundraise that. So that's what this goes towards, and that helps our program just kind of excel. And, and very few each-
3: programs, um, were ranked pretty well in in the midst of other fashion schools, even though we kind of like to call ourselves our the hidden gym, because <laughs> who would know mm-hmm. Fort Collins, <laughs> Colorado, there'd be a successful f- uh, fashion program, but yeah, so... That's just a really cool resource that we get to have that some other schools definitely don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So
1: can you give us a sneak peek? Do you know what's going to be on trend in like four years? <laughs> I, I want to prepare.
3: <laughs> I know. I don't know. Like I think it. it's cool now because we can see, um, even with the fashion show, like we're seeing designers that are creating totally out of this world stuff, people who've been creating for a long time, people who this is like their first line ever and kind of seeing just the different kinds of styles p- textures patterns uh, how mm. they're building it the different design elements is really cool how it comes all together so it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see now like how the future of the industry changes with a lot of new talent up and coming yeah yeah, definitely. yeah. well
0: touching on that how, how exactly are all the clothes designed and chosen and are, mm. are they all done by students
3: yeah so it's a senior design class um and they obviously throughout their four years, they have a ton of design experience. They learn about how to create garments. Um, they learn about the whole process. So then their capstone class, usually um, it's going to be in the spring or in the fall of the year that they graduate. They complete a line. I It can be, I think it has to be at least five garments, mm-hmm. but it can be more. So we have some lines that are like seven to 10 garments. Um, but yeah, you it, they pretty much leave it open to create however you want and whatever you want and really kind of like hone in on a concept and yeah like their yeah. passions
2: and their style that they have that they want to bring into this world
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah and that the fashion show just showcases it yeah yeah
1: very cool pretty awesome do you both have pieces in the show no, we are not
2: designers.
3: yeah <laughs> that's what's cool about the show. So then, like, for us, um, it's mostly a junior senior class. Uh, there are some sophomores, but it's cool to kind of see the design side. And then, like our side is more of the merchandising. and how do we d- work on the behind the scenes? How do we promote? How do we give sponsorships like a, worthwhile um, trade-off kind of thing and I don't know it's a it's a big learning experience there's like a lot that goes into it that I think that you don't really understand until you're in it and then once it all comes together it's it's really outstanding I think. yeah and fun yeah fun for everybody there fun. yeah what,
0: what would you say necessarily sets this fashion show apart from other fashion mm. shows
3: like from CSU's past or just like in general?
1: Um, either one, CSU yeah. or, or Project <laughs> Runway, American.com. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I think it's cool because it's at the Lincoln Center. So we kind of have a couple things that we have to deal with through that since it is more of like a performance type stage, not necessarily like a runway. So it's kind of cool to see how the students in the class are um, kind of been able to create a, the runway-esque style on a performance mm-hmm. stage. That's a big piece. Um, and then I think just the fact that it is completely from the ground up. We start with zero dollars. Um, yeah,
2: I would say this is our biggest show yet.
3: Yeah, I think show. this is probably the, yeah. with the, uh, we actually, with the Otterbox collaboration, um, they have a line called Home ground and they challenge senior designers, or actually, I think it's the junior designers, and they're um, working to create patterns um that they will then create into a garment um that'll walk during the show as well that's kind of a big promoter of the homegrown line that Otterbox has right now so it's kind of a cool I mean as a local sponsor like Otterbox is based in Colorado so yeah and everyone knows Otterbox
2: yeah you know like the phone cases everything and so it's cool just to be working with the community.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they saved my phone many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: right. so, the
2: waterproof case?
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but the Nancy Richardson Design Center that just got finished um, building and I guess it opened up this semester, um, that was donated by the um, CEO of OtterBox. So it's, oh, it's kind of wow. a crazy thing. It's cool to see how that's all kind of coming together. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Tying together. Yeah. So you both have obviously put a lot of work into this show. What has been each of your favorite parts so far?
2: That is a great question. Um, I would say mine personally would be just to see the community come together um, with New Belgium, Otterbox, just amazing companies, um, and as well as the students working together and just... Um, having the showcasing the designers and I'm just excited for the fun that's gonna happen um, on yeah. Friday like ultimately it is a lot of hard work but I'm excited for just everyone to get together and enjoy it have a drink relax and see the collection
3: yeah I'd say for me probably just like that the aspect of empowering students that to like have them believe that they can put together something of this scale. Because I think a lot of times, um, I mean a lot of my friends even that aren't in the major, they're like, they don't understand the, the depth of it and how, mm-hmm. much it, how much goes into it. So it's cool to kind of be able to empower each other in the class and see the directors and how our professors worked with each and every one of us to really like challenge our success and want us to have the best outcome that we possibly can, I think it'll be cool. Like you were saying, to yeah. see it come all together.
2: Yeah, like using tools we can use when we do go get a job one day. Um, and
1: totally. yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a great representation of all the hard work you are doing at the Department of Design and Merchantsing. Do you ladies have anything else you would like to add?
2: Um, I'd just like to say that this will be so much fun. We're so excited. And um, if you didn't grab your ticket this year, next year, I bet it'll be even better, so. Yeah,
3: definitely, yeah. Um, we'll also be Uh, posting some live streams and other videos and photos throughout the show on both of our um, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, The Instagram's just at CSU Fashion Show. Tune in and check that out. Yeah,
1: it'll be fun. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, thank you so thank much, you. Abby and Jenna, yeah, for telling us you. all about the CNC Fashion Show on April 12th. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And I bet everyone who has a ticket cannot wait to see it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, of course. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned because after that, we'll have a local feature on the TEDx talks that came to CSU, as well as a look at CSU sports. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review. It's 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show here on KCSU Fort Collins. I'm your host, Emily Moshek, joined in studio by my co-host.
0: J.D. Layton.
1: And a reporter.
0: Maximus Hunter.
1: We just had a lovely interview with Abby and Jenna from the design department about the CSU fashion show. And if you missed it, we'll have that online at kcsufm.com. But now, Max has
4: your local newscast for you. What's going on in Fort Collins, Max? Well, I'm glad you asked, Emily. This is your local newscast for April 9th, 2019. My name is Maximus Hunter, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU. Police are investigating a crash involving a city bus that sent one person to the hospital near the Colorado State University campus Tuesday morning. The crash, which involved a sedan, truck, and transfer bus, closed Plum Street to eastbound traffic near the intersection of Plum and Shield Streets until about 10.30 a.m. According to the police report, one person was transported to the hospital with injuries. Fort Collins Police Service spokesman spokeswoman sorry kate Kimbley, told the coloradoan uh csu police tweeted about the crash just before 8 a.m on tuesday asking people to avoid the area and take an alternate route onto campus around 9 30 eastbound traffic was still blocked and all three vehicles were on the scene as students walked past to morning classes at 10 21 p- a.m the intersection was reopened Kimley said According to the Denver Channel, in Colorado Springs, a man arrested on a first-degree murder charge called the police after the alleged crime and told them the 21-year-old woman had asked him to shoot her. On Thursday, officers with the Colorado Springs Police Department responded to the 700 block of South 8th Street after a shooting was reported. When they arrived, they found the body of a 21-year-old woman from Colorado Springs inside a car with multiple gunshot wounds. Joshua Allen Thompson ...of Colorado Springs, was detained at the scene. Authorities determined that the woman and Thompson knew each other. Thompson told authorities that she wanted to kill herself, but wasn't able to do it, so she asked him to do it for her. They drove out to the 11-mile reservoir, got out of the car, and uh, after, uh, after the woman kneeled on the ground, allegedly Thompson shot her four or five times. He then... Supposedly loaded her body into his car and drove back to Colorado Springs to a Walmart off of 8th Street and called 911, according to the affidavit. Thompson was arrested on one count of first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and tampering with a deceased body. He is being held in Park County Jail without bond. Park County Sheriff's Office is leading the investigation with the Colorado Springs Police Department assisting. Any accusations are done by law enforcement officials and are... All suspects are innocent until proven guilty. According to North 40 News, Wingshack collected $7,500 for Muscular Dystrophy Association. The proceeds of the fundraiser are used to help send kids to MDA Summer Camp and pay for visits for MDA care centers and fund research for treatment and cures. MDA Summer Camp provides a week-long opportunity where kids with limited muscle strength and mobility receive a life-changing experience in an environment without barriers. It's a week where they're free to enjoy adventures like horseback riding, swimming, and fishing, develop lifelong friendships, and build self-confidence and independence that are critical to living longer and growing stronger. Thanks for listening. This has been your local newscast. I'm Maximus Hunter, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Fundraisers
0: always warm my heart. It I really does. It's just Me nice too. to see the people are doing good things. Yeah.
1: Really, I agree. Really positive true. news. Yeah, absolutely. Could That's use a little note. bit
0: more of that, especially in the local scene. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: I think so. Well, speaking of positive news, our reporter Claire Oliver has a report about the TEDx talks that came to CSU. And they did come a little bit back away in February, but all of the topics that people spoke about uh, were very relevant, I think, to not only the CSU community, but everyone and so she has great coverage of that and all the positive messages the speech talked about coming up next only here on the rocky mountain review
5: colorado state university hosted the annual tedx csu this month in the Laurie student center The event allows for students, faculty, and Fort Collins community members to share ideas. Jayla Hodge, a senior journalism and communications major, was pre-selected to give a TED Talk. She had previously spoken at another Colorado State event called MURALS, which stands for the Multicultural Undergraduate Research, Art, and Leadership Symposium. After giving her talk at murals, RAM events, who hosts the CSU TED Talks every year, invited Hodge to speak about her research, which culminated into a newly developed theory.
6: I wrote a theory. It's called the three-pronged beast, and beast is an acronym for Bipartisan Existential Accessibility Societal Theory, and I'm evaluating mass shootings. Um, It first initially started as like a policy study, but over like the year and a half since I wrote the theory... It's changed a little bit. So now I'm kind of studying that the language that we use um, to describe mass shootings is part of the problem. And so I hope to like change the way we talk about them. So if, like, if we change the way we talk about the problem, then we hopefully will get different solutions.
5: The topic of mass shootings was something Hodge had been connected to since her time attending Arapahoe High School in Jefferson County.
6: So I was in a school shooting in high school and that's kind of like sparked like some of that interest I had in studying like policy and laws. Um, and I, I like hate, to, I don't want to say lucky, but because of this shooting, I got to work with um, one of the families of the victims and this legal firm and getting two bills passed. So I got to go and speak in front of Senate on behalf of these two bills. And I remember like, I, like I said, I always kept thinking about it, thinking about it, get to college, I'm in one of my political science classes, and I remember just like listening to how, you know, the topic of like mass shootings came up and listening to everyone speak about it and thinking like it's so split, it's so divisive by like party ideologies, like even though we're a room full of students, like no one could think of a solution that didn't fit with like their political ideologies. So then I that's I don't know. I just I wrote, I have the note like the notebook paper too. I was sitting there writing all these notes down and I like I just like came up with it.
5: The three prongs in Hodge's theory are accessibility, societal, and mental health. Each prong connects to the issues that arise when discussing solutions for mass shootings. Hodge focused on how we as Americans can change the way we talk about these tragedies in order to create possible solutions during her talk earlier this month.
6: At best like I think at best, well, I want to provide, like, the beast, the theory, it's not going to, it's not going to solve mass shootings. That in itself, won't. Well, mass shootings are, like, symptoms of a much larger disease, but it will be a tool. So I'm hoping that, it, you know, it'll be a tool that people can use, and will people will watch it and think, like, we need to change our language when we talk about this problem, and that's the start of it all. That's all I hope to do, is just change the way we talk about it. So instead of saying it's a gun problem, or it's a mental illness problem, this and that, we need to recognize that it's like an American problem. And if we say that, it'll unite us. I want people to feel it. The only way that you, I, my big idea is the only way that we can change policy is if we change people.
5: Hodge was encouraged to create the three-pronged beast after working with mentor Patrice Palmer through Business Diversity Leadership Alliance, or BDLA. Palmer ran the TEDx CSU conference last year and helped Hodge to develop her theory by encouraging her to look at more than just one side of the story.
7: One of the things that we do within BDLA is I always want my students to know both sides of the story. If you're going to argue a point, you have to make sure that you know both sides. So um, Jayla had to do some research just on that to present within the the organization. And so she really kind of got stuck on that. Um, And so... Her and I kind of just talked through what her passion was, what she thought she wanted to do, and we came up somehow with this uh, concept of a three-pronged beast. And so with the three-pronged beast, we were able to kind of hit all the major points that she wanted to bring up within her research interest.
5: While Palmer helped Jayla with the framework, Jayla had to reframe her topic from her empirical data into a story worth sharing for the TED Talk. Palmer said that the personal element of a TED Talk is what makes this platform stand out.
7: What she's done that's different within TED Talk is she gets to bring in herself more. So yes, there's going to be talks about statistics. There's going to be information that is definitely researchable and and is data proven. But there's going to also be her genuine um, ideas, her her passion for the subject matter, Mm -hmm. that's what's really going to capture audiences.
5: Hodge's talk during the event not only connected to audiences through her own personal experiences, she also gave a face to the data. Palmer said that in giving names and faces to the empirical data, Hodge was able to pull at people's heartstrings and gave the audience a reason to get involved.
7: When you look at the data, it's numbers. It's othering. Um, It's something that doesn't affect you necessarily in your day-to-day life when you begin to hear someone's story you begin to empathize and that empathy makes you want to do more um, which is very different from if you just say you know you have a hundred people and this is what you need to do when you know those people's names it becomes real and so that's what i think jayla is going to be able to bring to the conversation are voices that were lost in the numbers
5: Another speaker from Colorado State was Britt Hiring, who is the Communications and Marketing Manager for Campus Recreation here at CSU. Hiring also utilized an acronym in order to talk about her topic, which was social media and intentional communication. Her topic was developed out of research for her new book, which she is still currently writing. The book will provide resources and tools for people to communicate kindly to each other. Hiring left social media after noticing a lack of empathy and kind communication, she decided to research the ways in which people can be mindful on these platforms. And from there, the TED Talk seemed to write itself.
8: It kind of clicked into place um, that intentionality and mindfulness is actually one of the keys to keeping some of those negative things that social media can do to us, um, kind of negating that. And so, yeah, the talk is about using mindfulness Um to negate some of the research-based impacts of social media, talking about my own experience with depression and how it's helped me use social media in the way that I think it's supposed to be used um, to enhance like my community and connections.
5: Hiring's talk focused on four different ways to help provide a more intentional and purposeful relationship with social media and those who might be actively on social media. Hiring used the acronym MIND, or MIND, to showcase these tools. M stands for MOMENT, which encouraged people to take a moment to see why checking social media is a good idea. If the purpose is to relieve boredom, then Hiring says to skip it. I stands for INTENTION. Hiring says people who use social media should set intentions for themselves about how and when they are going to use it. In addition, she says people should be more intentional about who to follow on various social media platforms and what people post. N stands for notice, notice behaviors that people have when certain posts show up or how long people remain on the site. D stands for drop it, meaning close the app and re-engage with the world instead of focusing time on social media.
8: So each of the letters represents kind of a step in the process that I was naturally doing. Um, When I rejoined social media, that has worked for me, and so I'm um, sharing it out with the world in that way.
5: Like Hodge, Hiring was asked to give the TED Talk, and before the event, she said that while it was hard to silence the negative voice in her head, telling her that no one will want to hear what she has to say, she decided to ignore those feelings and realize that her ideas are worth sharing. I was
8: asked to do this for a reason. I have something to share, and so I'm going to share it with no expectations of how it's going to go or how people are going to respond, and I'm just trying to trust the, the process and be really grateful that this opportunity is...
5: Come my way. TEDxCSU took place on March 9th, but the event will be back next year with new speakers and new ideas. For those interested in TEDxCSU, visit their Facebook page or go to lsc.colostate.edu.
7: There's so many stories out there, there's so many experiences that kind of get um, washed away and folks don't have a chance to, or I shouldn't say they don't have a chance to, but folks kind of get meshed together. And each of us have these unique and uh, extremely important experiences that have carved and shaped who we are. And the more people get to hear that, the more perspectives you get to have. So you get to walk around life enjoying all of these lived experiences from these vastly different people. So you can never walk into a situation only thinking of it from one side. And if a person is willing to do that, they have now contributed to the change in culture. And that's what I want CSU students to do. We are creating global citizens. Now be global. Use your voice.
5: Reporting for KCSU, I'm Claire Oliver.
1: And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show here on KCSU Fort Collins. I am your host, Emily Moshek, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host.
9: um, am Judy Leighton. Our reporter. I'm Maximus Hunter.
1: And our sports director. Ray McGowan. What's going on in CSE sports, Ray?
9: Well, for Colorado State in track and field, the Rams broke the program record in the women's 4x100 oh, at the Colorado, Colorado Invitational. The record was broken by Mary Beth Sant, Lauren Gale, Destiny Rocker, and Jessica Ozude with a time of 44.66 seconds. Kelsey Bedard also finished in the women's discus with a personal best throw of 55.13 meters for first. Kelsey also finished first in the women's hammer throw with a 59.92 meters, followed by Linnea Johnson with 57.82 meters for second. Bailey King placed first in the men's hammer throw with a throw of 58.12 meters, completing the hammer throw sweep. Terrence Sieg won the women's shot put with a mark of 15.48 meters, followed in second by Maria Muruzio with a mark of 14, 14.91 meters. Destiny Rocker also won the women's 100. Sorry, my apologies. 100-meter hurdles with a time of 13.40 uh, seconds. With Airy Tate finishing third with 14.16 seconds. Jose Lopez placed third in the 110-meter hurdles with a time of 14.63 seconds. Wrapping up the sprints, the Rams swept the podium in the women's 200 meters with Ozude finishing first, Gale in second, and Jasmine Chesson at third. Jazzy Spitz and Elia Simpson both cleared 3.81 meters in the women's pole vault to tie for first place. However, Spitz took first based off the results of a jump off. Amelia Harvey placed first in the women's horizontal jumps with a leap of 5.65 meters beating the competition by half a foot. The CSU triathlon team is currently fifth in the nation after finishing second in both men and women's in the USA Triathlon Collegiate National Championship. C.S.U. softball win streak has officially come to an end versus the San Jose State Spartans last Sunday. The team's win stretch stretched for 20 games before falling 2-3. However, C.S.U. came out on top of their series versus the Spartans, winning 2 out of the 3 games. They currently rank 23rd in the nation according to the official Softball America poll, 27th in the coaches poll, and 37th according to ESPN. The Rams will face the University of Nevada, Las Vegas in a 3-game series starting Friday. The CSU club baseball team faced off against Colorado Mesa University this past weekend and came away with a series winning uh, two out of the three games, including a dominating 24-6 and 12-0 win. They will face CSU's biggest rival, Colorado, this weekend in Boulder, which you can hear those games only here on 90.5 KCSU for Collins. For the greater Colorado area, the Denver Nuggets split their games against the Portland Trailblazers last week with a 119 119- to 110 win on friday followed by 108 to 115 loss on sunday the nuggets will play the utah jazz tonight and will finish the regular season tomorrow versus the minnesota timberwolves here in denver they are currently looking to keep the number two seed in the western conference as the houston rockets are only half a game behind them the Denver nuggets will most likely either face the san antonio spurs or the oklahoma city thunder in the playoffs the Colorado Avalanche defied all expe- expectations that many people had at the beginning of the season by clinching a playoff spot uh, as the second wild card. They needed just one point while facing the Winnipeg Jets last Thursday and came out with three instead of, instead with a 3-2 to win in overtime. The Az will play the Calgary Flames in the first round of the playoffs starting this Thursday. And finally wrapping up for this review, the Colorado Rockies had a rough last week as they they were swept in a three-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers were able to score double digits in two of their three games in their sweep. The Rockies look to turn that around versus the Atlanta Braves this week after an 8-6 loss yesterday. They will continue to play against the Braves tonight and Wednesday here in Denver. And that is your Rocky Mountain Sports Review for Tuesday.
0: Ray, I, you know, thank you for always just dumping so much Colorado sports just right here, right now. I, I, I sincerely appreciate it. But can we take a second to appreciate the fact that the apps somehow managed to make it in the
9: playoffs? No idea how. I, it was it was incredible. To be honest, uh, I was one of the people that kind of wrote them off a couple of weeks ago saying it's going to be really tough for them to make the playoffs. So I said it would be fun for these next last couple of weeks to see some young talent that they had. But they really blew us up. I think every single person out of the water oh, yeah. and we're, we're able to clinch a playoff spot with, I think with like three games left in the season as the number two wild card spot. Uh, it's going to be tough for them, especially since the, the first seed Calgary flames, but it's going to be a, a fun series and fun to see the avalanche in the playoffs. Nonetheless.
0: Oh yeah. I'm excited to see how these, uh, these NHL playoffs pan out. I'm a uh, I love, I love good old Stanley cup season.
1: Wait. So the Avalanche are they not good?
9: No, no. <laughs>
1: not I hear like a lot about no, well, them though, so I just kind of assumed they were good.
9: They they are a very popular team here in Colorado, especially in Denver. However, they have they're not very consistent uh, throughout the season. They had towards the beginning of the season they they either do really well or do very poorly, and depending on how they do at, in the middle of the season, they either suddenly take a turn. For the best or they take a turn for the worst. And mm, for this okay. season it really they somehow flipped the switch and were able to win enough games to t- and get enough points to seal the playoff spot.
1: Okay. Yeah. I would also like to hear you probably don't have information about this off the top of your head, so no pressure. But about curling. I was at Fuzzy's the other week curling. and they had curling on all the TVs. And I was like, okay, this is actually not as boring as one would think. What curling's
0: awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I once took a curling class. Most exciting sport I think I've ever played. No. My really? dad used yeah. to be on a curling uh-huh. team. It's fun. There's it's literally just a you
4: know, throw this big granite rock down and then you sweep Sweep.
1: You, so wow. Sweep, much
4: fun. sweep. I don't know what's happening in curling right now, but I'll tell you this much. I bet the Canadians are winning.
1: Actually, I have no idea.
9: Actually, that is not true. Oh. Before curling,
4: uh, last, I believe yesterday,
9: actually, uh, the Swedish team actually beat out the Canadians, apparently in the championship, and the Swedish team earns their fourth championship, uh, and their third on Canadian soil, too. Wow. So, victory right there, so, Canada Canada's must not be happy God. about that. I
1: got to step it up. Eat more maple syrup.
8: (laughs) Maybe they should switch to Swedish Fish.
1: Goodness gracious. I know, I'm sorry, that was mean. We we love you, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, but don't leave because when we get back, we have a little tribute to a song you just might have heard of. It's a bit
0: of a throwback by, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of uh, everybody's famous 90s, bands pop r&b bands would you like to
1: give them our audience a little sample so they know what they're they're in for
0: well no i'm not a scrub
1: oh (laughs) hints hints right there all righty we'll be back you're listening to the rocky mountain review only here on 90.5 kcsu fort collins
10: I'm music director Monty Daniel, and you're listening to the Taking It Back Tuesday music segment, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Let's take a trip back to 1999, where Walkmans were all the rage, MTV still played music videos, and TLC's No Scrubs was the number one song on the radio.
2: Scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying. Is also known as a buster. 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 Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. So no, I don't uh, want your uh, number. Uh, no. Uh.
10: No Scrubs was released on February 2nd, 1999, and on April 10th of the same year, it hit number one on the Billboard charts and stayed there for four consecutive weeks, beating out Cher's Believe, breaking her four-week number one run. No Scrubs was off of TLC's first album in four years, Fan Mail. The song was their lead single off of the release and garnered a huge response from their audience. Hailing from Atlanta, Georgia, TLC was quite familiar with the phrase, no scrubs, which around Atlanta was slang for a guy with no prospects or purpose. TLC member Rosanda Chili Thomas said in an interview with NPR, quote, I always say the guys getting upset are the scrubs. If you're not a scrub, then a hit dog will holler, right? So if that's not who you are, then you shouldn't be getting upset. This song made men question if they themselves were in fact scrubs. And turned around the misogynistic plotlines of R&B in the late 90s to show how strong and independent women in R&B and music in general are. Today, we would like to thank TLC for not only producing an absolute bop like No Scrubs, but also promoting women empowerment and equality in the music industry and even remaining incredibly relatable 20 years later. I'm Monty Daniel for the Rocky Mountain Review and this has been your Taking It Back Tuesday music segment for April 9th, 2019.
1: And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show here on KCSU Fort Collins. I'm your host, Emily Moshek, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host.
0: I'm J.D. Leighton.
1: And our reporter.
4: I'm Maximus Hunter.
1: And we just heard a lovely throwback to No Scrub by TLC by our music director, Monty Daniel. And now that song's going to be stuck in my head all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's good words to live by. You don't want no scrub. No Scrubs
1: over here. We aren't scrubs here at KCSU. No way. That's why no you should listen way. to us. No way, man. <laughs> that just made us incredibly that scrubbish. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't be a scrub, folks. <laughs>
1: no scrub.
0: All right. And on that note, we're going to drift back into news. Now, Max, I think you've got us uh, some national news on what's going on. Oh, maybe I
4: do, J.D. In the world. Well, maybe I do. You know, I'd love to hear it. Okay, if you insist. <laughs> Hello. My name is Maximus Hunter, and this is your national news for Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Another bomb cyclone is coming to the Midwest. Following the cyclone last month, which brought temperatures to below zero across the Midwest, this one is expected to begin tomorrow. Winds will be coming down from the north, gusting across the plains all the way through to the west. Starting tomorrow, the storm will be coming down from Wisconsin through Minnesota and hitting its most intense in Nebraska and South Dakota. The storm will spread across the west into Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado. There are also weather alerts for the rest of the Midwest all the way to Chicago. In Wyoming, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota, more than 8 inches of snow is expected. The snow might pile up to 18 inches in some areas. According to NBC News' Alex Johnson and Colhan Rosenblatt, more than 10 million people are under weather alert and more than 25 million are under alert for high winds. The storm will impact Denver and Fort Collins, but I'll let JD tell you about that later. I can't give you all the good stuff at once, listener. The United States is preparing to implement $11 billion worth of tariffs on the European Union. In 2004, Boeing Aircraft Company began a dispute with Airbus, their European counterpart, over Airbus getting government funding. Last year, the World Trade Organization concluded that Airbus was indeed receiving illegal funding for their aircrafts. Because of this... Last year, President Trump decided to implement a tax on European steel and aluminum. Now, Anna Swanson of the New York Times reports that as a further retaliatory measure, the President plans to balance the economic field with tariffs on European goods. The $11 billion tariff is intended to drive the European Union to either end its illegal support to Airbus or to give the money to bring Boeing to the same level. Boeing recently announced they are slowing plane production due to two recent crashes, And this serious economic boost could potentially revitalize them. The World Trade Organization did not create the figure being asked for by President Trump and has not been a part of the U.S.'s tariff proposal. Airbus calls the tariffs, quote, unjustified, but Boeing hopes that the tariffs will, quote, end illegal government support for Airbus, unquote. U.S. Congress has approved a plan to combat drought in the Colorado River. The river, provides water to Colorado, Arizona, Wyoming, California, New Mexico, Utah, and Nevada, who have been negotiating this deal for years. Besides proposing water use cutbacks, the plan stores water from Mexico in Lake Mead on the border of Arizona and Nevada. Mexico has agreed to this as long as the plan passes by April 22nd. The drought in the Colorado River has been shrinking the water levels to where they've been difficult to power hydroponic plants with, but storing extra water in the lake will hopefully combat this. Water will flow from the lake to the river and back, moving towards California if levels get too low. Causes of drought have been clarified as climate change and excessive use, according to federal officials. This plan is meant to last through 2026. Now that it has been approved by Congress, it will go to President Trump's desk for signing. The annual U.S. News' Best Place to Live list has come out for 2019, and it's got lots of good things to say about Colorado. Though spot number one is given to Austin, Texas, spots two and three were both given to Colorado cities, Denver and Colorado Springs, respectively. Scoring at a rating of 7.4, Denver is being ranked as the second best place to live in the United States for a number of reasons. These include a widespread age distribution, 3% unemployment rate, high average salary, low commute times, and a variety of things to do in a growing city. The housing cost in Denver is higher than the rest of the United States, but for a similarly sized metro area, the cost of housing is actually lower than average. Colorado Springs comes in at number three with the same score of 7.4. U.S. News describes Colorado Springs as a quieter version of Denver with a similar cost of housing and population type. The main differences that led to Colorado Springs being ranked below Denver are the weather and the fact that though Colorado Springs has plenty to offer in the surrounding area, Denver has the larger cultural social scene. For the rest of the list, go to U.S. News. This has been your national news on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Maximus Hunter, and keep listening to ninety point five KCSU Fort Collins.
0: Thank you for that, Max. That was, you know, it's always it warms my heart when uh, Colorado is like ranked, and they're like, "Oh, look at how great Colorado is!" And, yeah, know. Colorado. Yeah, yeah we're, we're awesome. Wave your big Colorado
1: flag. You're like, Let's go!
4: Because I already <laughs> knew Colorado was awesome, and then they're just like confirming my bias, so right. it's true. Just the I best. Mean,
1: Colorado is pretty great. It's yeah, hard to argue are. with those mountains.
4: I I know. That's
0: that view.
1: Until they give us a bombs-like cyclone.
0: (sighs) I know, which is the perfect segue into Into
1: weather. weather. (laughs) Tell us about all the terrible snowfall that's going to be. Yes, we already
0: knew that uh, today was pretty great. And, uh, you know, uh, as far as I know, it's going to be mostly rainy. And Mm -hmm. then the snows are going to come. So... Even worse. Definitely be careful tomorrow while you're out on the roads because there's a good chance they'll ice over get quite
1: slick. Or Tony Frank could cancel school. Maybe. <laughs> uh, if you're please. listening, President Frank. T. Frank. Help a girl out. out.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's, let's work some magic.
1: I know. Hopefully he's listening.
0: <laughs> but hopefully, <laughs> you know, it'll have a high of 47. So hopefully it doesn't stick around. Uh, and, a, and a low of 26. So we'll see that. But, you know, Thursday, it's going to be warmer. There's going to be no snow. But you'll have to find out a little more on Thursday's Rocky Mountain Review.
1: Oh, yes, you will. Well, thank you so much, listener, for sticking with us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. First of all, we just want to thank Abby and Jenna from the CSU Design Department for telling us about the CSU fashion show that they work so hard on and that will be aired on a Friday. Or aired. I'm so used to radio talk. That will be presented On Friday. It just occurs on Friday. It happens. It's (laughs) not airing. Yes, it's not airing. That's that's just our stuff. But we'd also (laughs) like to thank our music director, Monty Daniel, for her no-scrubs throwback tribute. Our sports director, Ray McGowan, for his updates on all CSU athletics. And Colorado athletics. And Colorado, yes, indeed. As well as our reporters, Maximus Hunter and Allison Tackett for her behind-the-scenes work today. And... I would like to thank you, JD, for being the co hostess with the mostest.
0: See, now you're just taking my line. I
1: stole your line.
0: But I want to thank you <laughs> for, for mostly hosting this show i <laughs> you know see it doesn't quite work i know so you <laughs> see why
1: i always have trouble saying you know, something it's hard to, you. to come
0: up with a rebuttal I, for that I know. i'm not it, gonna lie it
1: really is <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well that is all for the rocky mountain review today but we will be back on thursday so stay tuned for that in the meantime keep that dial locked to 90.5 kcsu because we have give a little by maggie rogers up next